Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I asked a group of mourners what they think will happen now as American troops leave, they all predict civil war and an emboldened Taliban. 21-year-old Shah Zaman is a medical student. The Americans should not live here. They're good for Afghanistan. The government cannot control the situation. So that's Richard Engel, who's long been one of my favorite uh, foreign correspondents. He's there in Afghanistan talking to locals. As things get very ugly, we mentioned yesterday the Taliban, they believe it's the Taliban, uh, blew up a girls' school over the weekend, killing 50 girls, injuring 100. They've been assassinating professors and uh, and uh, politicians and just all of the architecture of civic society they've been assassinating for the last year, half year and a half, so you don't have anybody left to run the place when we're gone. I'm sorry, I just I was looking at what we might do later. And one of the stories is that Twitch users are angry that bikini-clad hotties have ruined Twitch. So that's what we're worried about in the U.S. while Jeez. that is going on in Afghanistan. Yeah, and before you get really angry and uh, and 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 send off your really cr- cleverly crafted tweet about how angry you are about something, just be thankful you live in a country where you're you're not going to get blown up today, or your kids aren't going to get blown up at school. <sighs> There's a lot of the worlds like that, and a lot of the world has always been that way. There are way more people that have lived that way than are living the way we're living, where I know I'm going to be safe today. Yep. Outside of some very rare accident. Most people do not get to live that way. Anyway, more from Richard Engel talking about how the Taliban, they've actually gotten better over the years at what they do. And it goes something like this. The Taliban is not the same militant group that ruled this country 20 years ago they are much better they've gotten better at their tactics having fought the american forces and nato forces for so long and they are closing in they already control about half of this country as of right now uh, they don't control any of the big towns and cities but in the the town in the villages and in the countryside where they do take uh, have taken control they are already closing girls' schools and reimposing their will. Yeah, we uh, is is pretty amazing. Richard Engel reported that schools were open yesterday, even though that girls' school got blown up outside of Kabul. The schools were open and students were attending yesterday. Though that I I admire that. Oh, I don't, it's, it's astonishing. I, I don't know how long that lasts, though. I don't know how long I'd send my daughter to school as more and more people get blown up until you just accept. Look, it ain't going to happen. Maybe in the future, but it ain't going to happen now. And uh, I want to keep us all alive. That is so brutal, so awful. And um, it's a bipartisan decision to get out of there. I mean, Trump had the deadline at May. All Biden did was extend the deadline by a little bit to September 11th for some re- weird reason. But both parties think, you know, get, us getting out of there is a good idea. I think us getting out of there is a good idea. Although I, I could be argued into keeping the Air Force uh, base open and just protecting it. But the idea of battling the Taliban and trying to make uh, Afghanistan a democracy, no. I'm, I'm fine with giving up on that plan. Yeah, I just I don't think getting out completely is the, the right thing at this point. We've got to keep the base. But, you know, so, wh- I didn't get elected president. Whether you're talking about Russia or China or Afghanistan or whatever else is going on, Lindsey Graham said, had some harsh words for the president yesterday when he was on with Hannity, where he uh, thinks Biden is looking weak to the world. Clip 40. 
but I've never been more concerned about our national security than I am now. Everybody sees Joe Biden as weak. We're going back into the Iran deal. The Arabs and the Israelis are beside themselves. Iran is getting stronger. China is threatening us at every turn. And Russia is troops on the border of the Ukraine. So this is a dangerous time. Uh, voids are filled when people are weak in the United States. When the American president is weak, that empowers all the bad guys, and you see that happening every day on the world stage. So what do you think? You think that's true or not? I mean, the, the out-of-power party always calls the sitting president weak in the face of uh, whatever they're facing. I think foreign intelligence services are spending all day, every day, trying to figure out how coherent Biden is and how uh, how together the leadership team is in the White House. I well, think it's a significant question, Mark. The thing that sticks in my mind every time this topic comes up is former sec def Robert Gates saying Joe Biden has been wrong about every foreign policy decision of the last 30 years, 40 years, whatever he said. I think it was 50. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I am concerned about that, just for the good of the country. I, I think we've got some pretty solid people in in the cabinet. Honestly, some of them I can't stand, obviously, but some of them are pretty pretty solid. But, yeah, I, wor- I actually worry about that. Um, and it was funny, uh, people who were constantly howling about how Trump was going to get us into a, a, a war when that didn't happen at all. Um, now aren't saying anything, but you know that's to be expected. Did you did you hear about this U.S. Coast Guard ship number one, the Coast Guard? I thought they guarded the coast. They fired approximately thirty warning shots as a large group of Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Navy fast boats conducted unsafe and unprofessional maneuvers. That's a quote from the Pentagon spokesman near U.S. naval vessels in the Strait of Hormuz on Monday. Gotta admit, if my son joined the Coast Guard, I would not think he's going to be on a boat in the Middle East taking in missiles from Iranians. Right, and and firing warning shots over their heads. Six U.S. Navy vessels were escorting a guided missile submarine, the USS Georgia, when they encountered a group of 13 uh, Iranian fast attack boats. The boats approached the U.S. uh, Navy vessels at high speed, coming as close as 150 yards. Uh, They tried all the appropriate and established procedures, uh, blah, 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 and then finally followed uh, warning shots. The episode follows a string of recent incidents between Iranian boats and U.S. warships. Last month, uh, Iran's Navy came within 68 yards of U.S. ships operating in the Persian Gulf. That is incredible. You could throw a baseball onto their attack ship. It got so close. Um, So far, and this sort of thing's been going on for quite some time, so far it hasn't, there hasn't been much to it other than that bizarre and troubling episode where one of our boats uh, was boarded and surrendered and they held our guys for a while. But Iran is ready to jump ugly, or so it would seem. Another Middle Eastern story that's interesting, I mentioned Mount Everest. Here's a couple of stories from Mount Everest. One, China has announced they want any of their climbers to stay away from climbers from the coming up the Nepal side of Mount Everest. So, so many people can and do climb Mount Everest at this point in history, and I have no desire to do this, but if you do, cool for you. Um, I used to. It's 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 almost a money flex at this point. I mean, they've made it so 
it seemed to me if you're in decent health and you've got the however many tens of thousands of dollars you have, you can do it. I mean, there's a line at the top all day long. There are so many people reaching the top. And six people at a time are allowed at the very top for pictures. And then, I mean, it's like going on a ride at Disneyland. Six, yeah. six people get at the top, they take your picture, and then you get out, and then the next six people. And it's just it's all day long like that. Anyway, China has announced they don't want their people coming anywhere near the people that come up from the Nepal side because people have been getting sick on the uh, climb up or down because they're catching the the COVID. India has got so much COVID, people coming from that side of the world are bringing COVID to the top of Mount Everest, according to China. And uh, so that's what's going on there. The other story is India is begging people not to climb Mount Everest because it takes so many oxygen tanks and oh. they need the oxygen tanks for their hospitals because people are dying left and right of covid there and this particularly bad strain of covid and they got no oxygen anywhere in the country so they're saying hey how about instead of climbing mount everest we we send these oxygen tanks over here is mount everest an essential mountain so there you go gotta close it yeah oh man yeah the stories out of india are just harrowing yeah. I, I don't want to bring you down or anything but people desperate to get just to get a hospital bed for their their you know ailing relative their loved one and they just can't oh that reminds me i i don't even want to talk about this okay joe's talking out of the side of his mouth so only you the listener and us are hearing what joe has to say new york still has like 750 dead people on ice from months and months ago. Yeah, I saw that story. They got storage trailers full of dead folks. They're trying to figure out who they are and where they ought to go. They don't know who they are? And and not only that, i got to find that story. Where is it? It's around here somewhere. I did not know. There's like this giant mass grave on, on Staten Island, I think. Uh, it's where like unidentified or poor people go. It's just a freaking mass grave. What? Yes. In the United States of America? Yeah, buddy. It's gruesome. I'll be we'll ding dang. The details, plus hot chicks are ruining Twitter, and how do I tease this story? 45,000 people apply to shoot 12 buffaloes. I saw that. Um, I want to get to the uh, the traffic reporter on, on local TV, what a traffic reporter should say if they were going to be completely honest. Top priority. Because it's pretty darn funny. <laughs> That's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I changed the lock on my front door. So we have mocked um, traffic reporters over the years for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Careful now. I'm trying to remember how my how my bread gets buttered. Yeah, um, buddy. But uh, this is a TV traffic reporter, which is an beyond anything you could criticize about radio traffic because you're making us you know because you're listening to the radio you might be in well you probably are in traffic so it makes sense you're listening to a traffic report while you're in traffic you're on right. television so you're at home you're watching tv about the traffic it just always seems so weird to me <laughs> yeah i know what's going on there anyway this is a, a guy mocking all that uh goes with something like this yeah and what's it look like southbound I mean, just like in the grand scheme of life, think about what we're doing right now. I'm doing a live traffic report on television. This traffic report is going to be obsolete in three minutes. I mean, I know I have a report 
that there's tra there's construction in the area, obviously, as you know, but there's a wreck about a mile ahead. And so this is going to be, all this traffic is going to be changed in literally about 60 seconds. So it, uh, it looks like you've got an inside source on that wreck. Have you been in contact with the police chief? Have I talked to the police chief? Uh, no, I have not. I've actually just literally looked on Google Maps. And every time you guys send me out here for a live traffic report, I literally just look on Google Maps. Oh, look, traffic. I look on Google Maps and report to you what I see here. And I don't know if you guys knew this back at the station, but every person in America has access to this. Well, it looks cold. <laughs> and it sounds like you may have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, I don't know. Or woken up on the wrong side of the bed, or most people are still in bed because no one's watching the local news for traffic. Like, in terms of figuring out the best route to work and traffic patterns, I can think of, off the top of my head, 57 other ways to do this more efficiently. <laughs> Google Maps, Apple Maps, Bing Maps. My Uncle Ricky still has a TomTom. You can plug the address into that. I don't know. Uh, go to a truck stop and rent a CB and talk to one of these truck drivers. He could probably tell you a better way to know what the traffic is. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why. Thank you, Anna V. <laughs> <laughs> you know, generally, in my experience, and this this is true of a number of major cities in America, the TV traffic report is an excuse to have a very large-breasted young woman on the screen. That seems to be the sole purpose of the segment. Well, the purpose is to sell an ad attached to it. This traffic report brought to you by whatever. But, uh, sure. yeah, they, they, they keep you, they try to keep viewers there. And if you stay with it because of that, I don't, you know, take a look at your life choices, what you do with your time. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah, think of whatever. literally 57 better ways to get traffic <laughs> than watching this report. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> She got the little map with the there's there's kind of yellow right there. Oh, look, the road's red right there. Red road. Red road. Stay <laughs> home. You're at home. You're watching TV. What do you care? <laughs> so I found that's the story I was talking about from New York. Um, we heard the stories where the city was overwhelmed with people dying from COVID and were storing bodies of victims in refrigerated trucks along the, the waterfront in Brooklyn. Well, more than a year later, hundreds still remain in the makeshift of morgues. In fact, the New York City chief medical examiner acknowledged that there are about 750 folks still being stored inside the trucks. Uh, the executive deputy commissioner with the medical examiner's office said most of the bodies could end up on Hart Island off the Bronx. I'm sorry, I said Staten Island. It's not Staten Island. It's Hart Island off the Bronx, where the city has buried its poor and unclaimed for more than a century. With more than... A million people buried there. The mile-long landmass in the Long Island Sound is home to the largest mass grave in the United States. I had no idea such a place existed. No, and is this just a, um, we can't handle the truth, they don't tell us? Look, there's lots of people that die that got no family or anybody claims them. Like when you visited the morgue that one time. Mm-hmm. Where do those oh, yeah. pe- where do those people go? The reason they're in a morgue, I don't. I'm not going to end up in a morgue when I die. I don't think um, uh, most people don't. And uh, those people, where were they going to go when they, you know, where are they going to eventually go? I'm kind of surprised that they still bury people and don't cremate them. I guess there are enough folks who would freak out if you know that you showed up a week too late and and Uncle Jim was uh, was cremated. And not buried, so you couldn't... Although, if he's buried in a mass grave, good Lord, how ghoulish would it be trying to reclaim his remains? Man, I had no idea. Yikes. 
So they're, hmm, you know, it's a grim situation. But, like, when you visited the morgue, the, the idea was that none of those people had anybody close enough to them to care that they were dead or, or to do anything about it. Some of them, they had to do autopsies on them uh, to, to determine cause of death. Okay. That's a lot of it. But that also includes people just found dead. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what happened. So, yeah, that doesn't happen, you know, if your loved one is ill or whatever and finally passes away. Right. That doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And who did they say mostly was at the morgue when you were there? I always liked this. Oh, oh, yeah. One of the uh, the fellow tourists, morgue tourists. Um, we we're little. Way to spend your vacation, Joe. <laughs> literally, I bought a T-shirt. Uh, we we're literally <laughs> taking a tour. Um, they said, "Who's your uh, most common customer?" And she says, uh, uh, "Middle-aged alcoholic male." May have thrown in obese there as well, but uh, middle-aged alcoholic male. Just guys who drink themselves to death. Yeah, I've known a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, grim, grim this transition me. music, Michael. Come on, we need we need a mood lifter around here. Come on. See, that's just painful. I don't. Yeah. It does. That one's too much. Yeah, that that one is too much. That one is too much. Uh, do, cross that off. That I find that very entertaining, but it's a different thing than uh, than transition music. Yeah, that yeah, one that's, like, uh, yeah. uh, that's what they do to dissidents in North Korea, that song. Yikes. Are people staying home and not working because they're getting too much government benefits? That is maybe the big question of the day. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You guys hear about this over the weekend, a major pipeline that runs from Texas to New Jersey had to be shut down due to a cyber attack. We don't know who did it, but the message just said, (laughs) That was a Russian laugh. (laughs) Why was that so funny? That was really good. So I love this here story. Uh, Coming up in just a second, are people not taking jobs... Because they're getting so much money from the government. Yes. We'll delve into that. Oh, that's right. That's coming up. But yes. (laughs) Joe answered the question. Yes, it is. Yes, they are. So this is important to realize. This is coming from the New York freaking Times, all right? This is not Fox News. This is not Armstrong and Getty. This is from the New York Times. They're liberals. The misleading numbers from the CDC. The CDC continues to treat outdoor transmission of corona as a serious risk, as a major risk, it says here. The CDC currently says that unvaccinated people should wear masks in all outdoor settings, if you're unvaccinated. Vaccinated people should wear them in large public venues. And summer camps should require children to wear masks virtually at all times. That's terrible. There is not a single documented COVID infection anywhere in the world from casual outdoor interactions such as walking past someone on a street or eating at a nearby table. Not one, according to the New York Times. Wow. All the millions and millions and millions of cases around the world. All the studies. All the contact track tracing. Not one. And obviously, if you came up with 10 in the whole world, you'd still say, well, I'm not going to wear a mask because 10 people in the world caught it outside. But there's not one. There's not even a single one. And yet, Judy and I are outdoors 
in a park in the wind the other day, and there are all sorts of people wearing their mask outdoors. I just don't get it. People are ignorant. That's it. My uh, my son met another uh, kid, also named Henry. Two Henrys playing together. Uh, we met at the park, and I got there, and uh, Henry said when we left the house, should I bring a mask? I said, you better bring it. And um, got there, and I said to the mom, who I, I didn't know, this was a new uh, play date, and I said, where are you on the whole mask thing? I mean, we got masks. If you want us to wear them, she said, I said, I'm vaccinated. She said, I'm vaccinated. And I said, well, do you want them to wear masks? She said, I don't care. And I said, we don't care. But there were other kids there with masks, and there's not a single example of someone catching COVID that way. Anyway, every single one of those parents of the kids in masks voted for Biden. Guaranteed. So back Bet to you a thousand bucks. Back to the New York Times thing. A misleading CDC number. We have a special edition of the newsletter on a misleading CDC statistic. When the CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released new guidelines last month, these are their recent guidelines a year into the pandemic with all the knowledge we have a year in. When they released their new guidelines, they, they announced that less than 10% of COVID-19 transmission was occurring outdoors. <laughs> Media organizations repeated the statistic. Of course they did, because that's what the media does. They don't look, you know, question, they don't question authority in any way. Wait a second, where are you coming up with those numbers or how much less than 10? <laughs> it quickly became a standard description of the frequency of outdoor transmission, but that number is almost certainly misleading. It appears to be based partly on a misclassification of some COVID transmission that actually took place in enclosed spaces, which is explained below in the article I won't get into. An even bigger issue is the extreme caution of the CDC, who picked a benchmark 10% so high that nobody could reasonably dispute it. The benchmark seems to be a huge exaggeration, says uh, Dr. So-and-so, virologist from uh, University of St. Andrews. In truth, the share of transmission that has occurred outdoors seems to be below 1% and likely below 0.1%, multiple epidemiologists said. And the rare outdoor transmission that has happened almost all seem to have been involved in crowded places or close conversation. The the casual, we're all outside and, you know, I run by you, you're riding a bike, we run by each other in the park. That has not happened one time on planet Earth that they know of. Right. Saying less than 10% of COVID transmission out occurs outdoors is like saying that shark, sharks attack fewer than 20,000 swimmers a year. The number is 150. But it's it's true, but it's right. also very deceiving. Yeah, the truth that deceives. How interesting. And the New York Times is the one pointing this out. They said less than 10%, so everybody's going with that. You know, fewer than 10% get the COVID outside. By less than 10%, we mean nobody, unless we all got together really close and, like, breathed in each other's faces all day long. <laughs> As if it was intentional. Yeah. God, that is so disappointing. I'd say. And that's the New York Times. Pointing that out. Yet there are still <sighs> kids wearing masks to play sports outside, etc. I swear it's a replacement for religion. And I'm not talking about all wearing masks uh, in all uh, situations. Because uh, unlike some of you, I think it's actually uh, quite useful. But uh, the, just the, the virt- it's not virtue signaling. It's tribal signaling. It is now a religious right for some people to wear masks. I don't care if other people wear a mask, if that's what you choose to do. I am going to care if you make me wear a mask uh, when, when it's not necessary. And so Dr. Fauci yesterday was asked the question about, will we be wearing masks, you know, in the future? I think we have some of that. I don't know if we need to hear it or not, but... Um, yeah, well, we could. I don't remember what clip it is. But is the mask going to be something we have with us in a seasonal aspect? You know, that's quite possible. I think people have gotten used to the fact that wearing masks, clearly, if you look at the data, diminishes 
respiratory diseases. So it is conceivable that as we go on a year or two or more from now, that during certain seasonal periods mm -hmm. when you have respiratory-borne viruses like the flu, people might actually elect to wear masks to diminish the likelihood that you'll spread these respiratory-borne diseases. So thirty to 60,000 people die of the flu every flu season. Mm -hmm. I could see the argument for somebody wearing a mask. You know what? I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to the grocery store. It's flu season. I'm going to wear a mask. I think uh, we'll see it. You've seen it for decades in Japan and in China, sure. your more densely populated Asian countries. I could, I could see people doing that, and I might even do it myself. I don't know. I mean, like if I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with an example, but if I'm going to be around a lot of people, a lot of randos, um, uh, why not throw on my mask? It's not that big a deal. I don't want to get the flu. It's not going to kill me, but I don't want to be sick. Um, but, uh, but, but there's a difference between that and if you're going to start mandating, if it's, it becomes a, you know, we're going to mandate this for people all the time and I'm oh, really making little kids that. wear it and everything. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Terrible. So a couple of utterly idiotic stories, but, uh, I think they illustrate something about the state of the nation. And then we will get heavily next segment into the question of whether people are not going back to work because the benefits are too generous. Uh, there is a uh, outrage on Twitch. I'm sure Sean is familiar with this. What in the actual F happened to Twitch? Tweeted. Well, you'll have to tell me again what Twitch is. Uh, Twitch is uh, YouTube for video games owned by Amazon, but it's okay. essentially live okay. streaming for right. gamers. That one. Well, it used to be, Sean, but now it's been perverted by scantily clad women earning cash by sitting in hot tubs while playing video games or even uh, just responding to messages in real time. That seems like a, uh electrocution hazard sitting in the tub playing a video game. <laughs> Spoken like a, a dad. Uh, <laughs> and they quote various uh, hotties who are, uh, who are making money doing this. Who are you people tipping them? For being hot, this one woman rides a, an inflatable duck in a bikini. Maybe that's your thing. Yeah, I guess. You I had guess. some weird incident with a rubber duck going through puberty, and now that's your thing. Bro, put the duck back. Twitch needs... Oh, that reminds me. We have another duck-related story, don't we? Uh, a family that uh, rescued ducks. Do you want to play that uh, clip? Number four. Here, Owen. Count how many babies there are. So that is a family that rescued a family of ducks from a storm drain, Michael? Is yeah, that correct? correct. Here's just a cutesy clip and an excuse to use this. Bro, put the duck back. <laughs> no, don't put it back in the storm drain. Our ducks have grown so much in the last couple of weeks since we got the tiny little baby ducks you could hold in your hand. And uh, yesterday they were walking down the driveway in front of my truck, and they seem to be really scared. They're walking really fast like I'm chasing them. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Duck Talk. So uh, back to this idiotic article about this idiotic controversy on an idiotic website. <laughs> Spoopy Kit, an anonymous streamer who has 60,000 followers. Spoopy? Spoopy. Says, I think it's pretty universal that people like seeing pretty ladies in bikinis. Spoopy, who regularly talks to viewers while riding an inflatable lobster, added that hot tubs have become the new and effective way streamers are using to win the game. Win the game of just making money online. There is part of me, there's a significant part of me that just admires the initiative. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 
Congratulations, Spoopy. You're a real reflection of the Protestant work ethic. So there's a belief. There on your inflated lobster. <laughs> so there are beliefs that when it comes to what turns you on, that there are things that happen during your uh, awakening, your sexual awakening, that uh, that make you into, you know, whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Females in my case. I mean, just. Yeah, when... and it's just a theory. I mean, this isn't like everybody agrees on this, but. So you're going through puberty and you, uh, you know, you have a moment where I, I don't know something sexy happens around a baseball game. So now you like chicks in baseball uniforms is just like really turns you on or something. <laughs> so, uh, or leather or velvet yeah, or what have you. I don't yeah. have any of those things. So I don't know. But, um, uh, somebody speculated yesterday. So are we going to have a whole generation of males who like have a mask fetish and we're going to see websites and stuff like that, um, in the future for, you know, teens that came of age during the mask years? What an odd question. Might it might actually happen. I don't know. You want your I mean, it's to, unimaginable to me, but... I, you want you your know. wife to throw on the COVID mask. And it reminds you when you were 13 and your brain was start kicking into gear. I don't know. Oh, I don't have any uh, idea. I don't know. Somebody right on the dry erase board that will have to keep an eye out for that in, what, 14 years? <laughs> She's we're still doing this show in 14 years? Wow. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Speaking of killing, 45,000 people applied for just 12 spots to kill one of the massive buffaloes in the Grand Canyon National Park. Huh. 45,000 people wanted to kill a buffalo. I have no interest in killing a live beast, but that's just me. Yeah, some of the particulars of the hunt we'll get to next hour. They're uh, they're wild. They're, and I, I mean, it's crazy. And I say that I'll bet I've killed more live beasts in the last year than the vast majority of people listening right now. So I have done it and will so do it. So you're a hypocrite and a murderer. It, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to sign up for the opportunity to do it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, and and so what economists are saying about the relationship between all the unemployment money we're giving out and people not taking jobs, all the job openings, what top economists say, you're going to want to hear this because it will oh, answer boy. the question for you. Will it? <laughs> Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. All right, still, explain the steroids. Woke mob. Woke mob, Conan, okay? Explain this. Artificial glue from chemicals is good, but natural glue made from horses is bad. Okay, PETA. What next? Are you going to come after me for sending pics to the horses? Come you know what? We're out of time. We're out of time. Don't, <laughs> don't send picks to horses that's for stupid bob baffert everybody <laughs> so that's conan o'brien interviewing the trainer for the horse i, I think that's not actually bob baffert that was a uh, a faux baffert conan o'brien baffert uh, man k if you will conan o'brien's show is uh, ending here soon he's uh, he's hanging it up after many many years many decades Interesting dude, Conan O'Brien. I saw his interview with Robert Carroll, who wrote all those Lyndon Johnson books I like. Freaking fascinating. Conan is a very, very smart guy, interested in a lot of things. I could see why he might be tired of doing the comedy show every night. Yeah, I keep meaning to check out his podcast. I hear it's really good. Good stuff on a variety of topics. So, question everybody's asking. Oh, and we got a chicken on Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, boy. Did something bad happen with her in quarantine? Stay tuned. Um... 
Everybody's asking this question at the highest levels of government all throughout society, certainly if you're a business owner. Why are there help wanted signs everywhere? I've never seen, and this is, this is, can anybody argue with this? You've never seen more help wanted signs in your life. And unemployment in the 6% plus uh, range. Never seen more unemployment signs in my life. Everywhere you go, there's an unemployment sign, yet we've got high unemployment and we're sending gazillions of dollars out the door because we got to get people back to work. But there's unemployment signs everywhere. So people are trying to figure out to what extent are people not taking jobs because they're getting so much money from the government. And here's the answer. According to a whole bunch of economists that they talked to on CNBC, the answer is it's really hard to tell. (laughs) (laughs) You bastard. There's just no way of figuring that out, at least not yet. They don't know. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you can it's, go with it's your... definitely some. It's a chunk. It oh, has to be sure. But is it uh, uh, is it a is it a tenth, a quarter, a half, two thirds? I don't know. But they 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 don't know at this point. Headline: in The San Diego Union Tribune. It's like a war. San Diego restaurateur says have struggled to find workers. And it's a long article quoting person after person, business after business. We can't find cooks. We can't find dishwashers, servers, bartenders. We're paying three dollars an hour more. Then before COVID, we can't even get anybody to apply. And if they apply and we hire them, they don't show up. Now, I've got anecdotal evidence. It matches up with what I would have guessed. So maybe I was, I only remember it or I'm seeking it out. But my anecdotal evidence is I know of some people that aren't going back to work because they're making more at home. I don't know of anybody who says I'd go back to work, but I'm scared of catching the COVID, which is, which is the reason, uh, uh, the Biden administration's going with. Which is a bad excuse anyway from their point, because if if you think people aren't going back to work because of the COVID, then quit having the president wear a mask when he doesn't need to. Make it clear that, hey, it's safe out there, if you, especially if you're vaccinated. Right, right. Listen to this. Dishwashers get hired today. Start at $20 an hour for Whoa. minimum six weeks. $300 sign-on bonus wow. for being a dishwasher. God, I wish my son was 16 or however old you got to be to take a job. Yeah, you know, I'm scanning this article. I haven't read the whole thing. I don't think it mentions. Um, Okay, here you go. It does. Credit to the San Diego Union Tribune. The reasons for the disconnect between San Diego's still relatively high unemployment rate, almost 7%, and an abundance of unfilled positions are many. Leading the list, say a number of employers, is the competition they're facing from the federal government. There you go. Which is offering supplemental unemployment insurance benefits of 300 bucks a week for laid-off workers due to expire in September. In some cases, hourly workers find they can earn more on unemployment than what they could returning to their former jobs. I do find it which interesting. Which they just deny the existence of on NPR this morning yeah yeah i heard him laughing it's just there there's no evidence to suggest that and it just runs counter to uh human nature people want to have the dignity of work all right i i believe that but especially i think some people do but a lot of people don't give a damn about the dignity of work they're just looking for the easiest path well yeah there's that crowd and then there's the if it's not a fulfilling job if there's you know, uh, washing dishes or working at the fast food or whatever, I, I can see how I'm getting the government check. I'll do other things. I'll take this is my time to uh, to travel or to work on my novel or uh, get my resume together or whatever. Oh, I'm I totally do. get that. Yeah, that's and honestly, that's defensible. If the money is there, if you're being paid not to work and you have other alternatives, uh, whether it's a side hustle or or writing poetry in your situation or whatever. 
Why wouldn't you do it? Now, the you, problem is societal. You can't build a society that way. No, you can't. Uh, now, if you've got a career, I would say you want to get back into the workforce as fast as possible so you don't you know, really lose ground and connections and everything else for your career that uh, that you're working on. But Oh, I, I think it's interesting that economists say we don't know. And they don't know. There's no, they're, they're just not... There just aren't the studies to back it up. But people that do the hiring seem to feel like it's got a lot to do with the competition with the checks. Anybody who's in it knows the answer. All those restaurateurs, why is there no N in restaurateur? I don't get it. Uh, They all know the truth because they talk to these people. They're in the middle of it. Freaking NPR eggheads and and, and commentators and beltway buffoons making their wild claims. I I don't care what they think. You want to hear the Buffalo story? Sure. Do you, if you have no criminal history, are physically fit, have firearm safety certification, and able to pass a marksmanship proficiency test, you can apply to be one of 12 people who gets to shoot a buffalo in the belly. And about 45,000 people did. They're, they need to thin the herds at Grand Canyon National Park. Uh, and they had people from all over the country apply. Uh, interestingly enough, Volunteers, they're calling them volunteers, will be working under grueling conditions at high altitudes and will be banned from using motorized vehicles to transport the bison they slaughter, which can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. So that's interesting. I wonder why they did that. Why can't I bring them a pick-em-up truck? I just shot a buffalo. You told me I could. I shot it. Now I'm going to eat the meat. Mm. The Indians used every part of the buffalo. The hide, of course, for, for clothing. They ate the meat. They uh, used the bones to build prisons. And the eyeballs were Christmas ornaments. <laughs> I did not know these things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's why you tune in the show to learn. Hey, you. Armstrong and Getty.